Hello, and welcome to the first ever episode of How to Not Die Alone. I'm your host, Jaden Ephraims. For the first step of our journey, I've decided to have a chat with my good friend and housemate, Sinead. We've known each other for about five years now, and we often chew each other's ears off about girl problems. Like most of us, Sinead has had her share of challenges when it comes to love and relationships, so I'm hoping she can share some of the lessons she's learned along the way. Gonna get some nice uh, slurpy sounds in this. Slurpy, slurpy. <laughs> welcome to my slurpy housemate, Sinead. Um, welcome to my podcast. Thanks for having me, Jaden. <laughs> You're welcome. And so, um, I haven't probably asked you this in a while, but how do you identify in terms of a sexual orientation? Um, I would say gay, gay? lesbian. Lesbian? Yep. Okay. Because there was a time when you were a bit on the fence. You thought, you know, you'd definitely sleep with, uh, who was it? Um, the... oh, no, no, no. Um, Zach Efron. Oh, Zach Efron, yeah. <laughs> Who's d***? <laughs> no one. A friend. A special friend. Okay, so you do identify as gay. I would still sleep with Zach Efron if I got paid for it. <laughs> okay. If you got paid for it, wow. <laughs> Just Zac Efron isn't enough. You have to get paid. <laughs> okay. I'd like you to rank these four things in order of importance for, I guess, a healthy relationship. So I've got sex, communication, physical appearance, and chemistry. I would say communication, number one. Mm-hmm. Um, chemistry number two, physical three, and sex four. Um, but that's me personally because uh, sex isn't a big thing for me. Um, to me, that's a bonus. Mm. If you can connect with someone without that and but still feel that physical romantic connection with them, then the sex isn't going to matter. Do you think that if you had good communication, someone you found physically attractive and chemistry, do you think the sex would work itself out, even if it wasn't amazing to start off with? Yeah, definitely. Mm. I think um, for me, I'm someone who does need to feel the emotions when it comes to sex. I'm not really someone that can enjoy sex um, as just a physical act. Um, so, you know, everyone, everybody's different. But for me, I definitely need that, um, that chemistry there and feel those emotions. And, and when you do, it does heighten the feeling of it. It doesn't matter, how, like, you know, how wild or, you know, or how standard the sex is, it's going to feel amazing because you do feel... Mm. those emotions whilst doing it. Yeah, for sure. So have you ever been in love truly? Yes. Okay, that's a pretty definite yes. <laughs> so how do you know that you've been in love? I guess, well, experiencing different relationships and different connections, looking back at it, back on one particular relationship 
um, I know that I was truly in love with her because her flaws didn't matter to me and I would have done anything for the relationship and, and for her basically. Okay. Sort of like how you love a family member in a way? Yeah. Yeah? You could say that. And Obviously so, with a bit of a difference to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but with like a sexual nature to it as well. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. And you say her. So have you just been in love the one time? I would say probably like maybe two times now. Two times? Yeah. Okay. Are you currently in love? <laughs> I was trying not to <laughs> say anything about that. <laughs> getting getting the answers here. <laughs> I'm trying not to uh, talk about Just that relationship wink, wink, too much. Just wink for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. So you're pretty confident that you have definitely been in love maybe twice. Mm-hmm. Um me personally, uh, I'm honestly not sure, and I think the closest I've come, and at least the way that I could um, explain that, is that the sort of sense that we could talk for hours, we um, seem to complement each other in a certain way. Like um, if I was being a bit negative or down, she would sort of easily be able to to sort of counteract that with yeah. her positivity and stuff. And we'd sort of, we were very different, but also had a similar sort of sense of humour and would always be laughing together and we'd sort of, I don't know, had a connection. Yeah, you can't really explain, but um, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, I can sort of see what this is about. Like I could probably spend a lot more time with you, but... Um, but I, yeah, I was young and silly and it was long distance, so I was sort of a little bit doomed. But, um, yeah, I guess that's the closest I can define is like a sort of friend, I suppose, that you sort of want to want to be with a lot. And Yeah, I find um, if, if you feel like you can be best friends with someone but also have that romantic intimacy, then mm. that's definitely a sign of love there. Mm. Um, which is like currently what like I'm sort of going through at the moment with, you know, you saying like this girl, um, you know, I guess you guys like complimented each other in a way and I sort of feel like that with who I'm currently seeing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've known you for, for a while and I sort of see you um fall quite hard and fast with with people and it's in some ways I'm probably envious of it because it you know that's in some ways the best part that sort of honeymoon phase where you just like can't get enough of each other and you just sort of over the moon um but what's your experience in terms of knowing the difference between like a honeymoon phase and and actually something that will um, potentially last a lot longer or? I think what it is is if you can 
picture a future with them, with them in your life, mm. um, you know, whether it be marrying them or having a house together or travelling or whatever it is that you desire in your life, that's, to me, that's what the difference is between that lust and love. And if you can see yourself being in a relationship with them where you will be able to grow together and learn from each other and help each other, Mm. whereas when you're in lust, it's, more of a physical connection, I feel, and you don't really think too much about having a future with them. You just enjoy them in the moment and enjoy spending time with them. Mm -hmm. Do you think one of the differences could be that, you know, people might say that you go weak at the knees or something or you you feel all, all flustered or whatever, but do you think perhaps that love, you sort of feel a sense of security and and um safety around them yeah definitely i think the whole saying of going weak at the knees or getting butterflies um it's yeah more of a a lust thing Mm. um i mean you can still get that even you know with love having you know just that feeling of like when you kiss them and like you just have fireworks going off inside and that um but also to feel yeah secure with them and as you said, definitely. Cool. Do you think your parents were in love when they were together? Oh, that's a tough question. Mm, it's hard to know, I think. Yeah, I don't... Because they... My parents, um, they divorced when I was quite young. How old? I was, um, I think, 10 or 11, mm-hmm. which is the same time that my mum went through breast cancer. Mm. Um, so I, and my childhood before all of that was my dad worked three jobs, so we hardly saw him and I spent a lot more time with my mum than my dad. So we rarely saw them together. And then they, and cause we're so young, they're like the only things that I can actually remember about them is them fighting and yelling at each other all the time. Mm. So like, yeah, maybe they... They probably were in love with each other when they were much younger. But, you know, they obviously grew into different people and just, you know, grew apart from each other. Do you think your parents' relationship has sort of informed your your earlier relationships or even still? Um, yeah, I think your childhood definitely has a part of how you are within a relationship and the people that you attract. Um, And I know that like the people that I attracted from when I was younger is because of insecurities and um, separation anxiety, which is what I developed from my childhood. Um, But I'm like grateful for everything that I have been through with my relationships or friendships and that because it's taught me a lot about myself and it's made me recognise things from my childhood that, you know, I've taken into friendships and relationships and, you know, being able to recognise that, you know, that sometimes I do get a bit of separation anxiety and just knowing when when I am feeling that. Mm. How do you know when you're feeling that? Well, I tend to 
uh, when I, f like say if I feel someone pulling away from me, I tend to latch on more and uh, which can be, you know, overwhelming for them mm. and makes them pull away more. So when I'm feeling like that someone's pulling away, I just, I'm now sort of like, just leave, let them be because there's a reason for why they're pulling away or there's a reason why that they're leaving or that they're not going to be in my life anymore, mm. you know, and that's how it is. Yeah, that's totally a learning curve, isn't it? Because I think I, I've also struggled with, you know, um, dating in the past where it's it's quite fresh and you, you're not even sure if it's going to last and, and you're not sure if, if they're into you. And so it's such an anxious time where it's like, oh, I want to do everything I can to, to make sure this um, starts off at least. Yeah. So, yeah, essentially you sort of got to grow through that and, and, and I guess learn to have the, um, I guess, self-acceptance that like if, if you're not the right person for this person, then that's okay. Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely one of the things that I've learnt over my past relationships is uh, learning to let go. Whether you think they are right for you, it doesn't mean you are right for them. Mm. And vice versa, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tough one to learn and it's sometimes you just got to have the experience, don't you? And, and then be able to look back and say, oh, okay. You know, I was freaking out, but at the end of the day, it wasn't right. And yeah. next time I'll, I can sort of look at it more objectively, Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. What uh, would you say are the biggest lessons you've learnt in love? Um, <clears throat> definitely uh, knowing when to let go and to let go. Um, yeah, and I guess it, accepting someone for how they handle things and how they see things, um, you know, seeing seeing their side of it as well as still, you know, holding yourself as well. Um, I'd say, yeah, that those are probably the two biggest things for me. Okay. So being able to let go... And being able to empathise with the other person and see their side of things. Yeah, just being more open-minded as to why they're reacting the way that they, they are reacting. Hmm. Um, and, and if, you know, whether you're in the right or wrong, to them what they see and what they're thinking is right to them. So that's hmm. something that you've got to see. And accept because not everyone is going to reciprocate in seeing your side of things as well. Mm. And that's something that they have to learn themselves and that's not something you can keep pushing for them to mm. do. That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, acknowledging that you're different people and you're not going to see eye to eye on everything. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Like, um, something I'm sort of learning in terms of uh, having different opinions and, and thoughts of someone else is like how important it is to convey what you're thinking and not close up and be like, you know, offended by them not agreeing with you or anything. Like all you can do is communicate to them what's going on for you 
and they can hopefully do the same for you so you can at least try and understand where each other are. Yeah, communication is definitely the biggest thing in any sort of type of relationship, even, you know, especially when you're, um, you know, first start dating and you're learning about each other um, because you don't know each other yet, so you don't know how each other reacts to things. So communicating as much as you can is definitely the best thing to do. And it's so hard early on with all the bullshit, like playing the game. Yeah, especially like how things are now with dating and, um, you know, there's a lot of people out there that, uh, you know, do have a lot of walls up and find it very hard to communicate about what's going on in their mind and or how they're feeling or, you know, all their emotions and that because that's a scary thing for, you know, for people Mm. to, you know, uh, admit to. and Have you had... That experience where someone has sort of expressed that they are healing and sort of not ready and has it in the end worked out okay or has it ultimately sort of been doomed from the start, do you think? I wouldn't say anyone has said that they're healing, but um, I would say definitely every single relationship I have been in up until now there has always been a wall that they have had up and um, I think it's quite rare for a relationship like that to work out when someone is so broken and not healed from past relationships or or anything from their past really. Hmm. What would you say to people in terms of, you know, what, what can they do to, to try and... Um get to a place because I mean I assume that they're lonely and, and ultimately uh, when they're ready they want a relationship but um, what would your advice be to them to, to get ready for that? Um, that? That is a hard one because that is going to be something different for everybody. Um, it is definitely a time thing and but in saying that everyone's timing is going to be different but it's just recognizing um, why you're feeling lonely and the reasons why you're going on dates. Is it because you are lonely or is it because of other, because you do want to find love? Um, so it's just having to learn about yourself and finding things in your life that um, bring positivity uh, into your life and help you grow as a person and you know for me it was reading poetry books and um you know going out on adventures on my own whether it be on a hike or to the beach with my dog and just reading about I guess love stories and in that sort of way opened my mind up to things that have that has happened and in my love life that, you know, I'm not the only person that's gone through these things or going through these things and, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Have you written any of your own poetry? No, but I've been told that I should. Yeah, I'm sure you could. <laughs> well, uh, well, we'll we get you in we... for another interview when you have. 
we both know how, what I'm like with my English, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh... <laughs> I express, uh, I guess, my emotions more with um, art, you know, with painting or drawing. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, my photography too, I guess. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we talked a little bit about the dating culture at the moment. Does my head in, to be honest, and I think a lot of people are in the same boat. Like. But uh, I wanted to ask you um, if you could change the dating culture, what what would you change? Oh, that's a good question. I guess I've never really thought about that. I think with people, what I would want to see is just people being more vulnerable mm. to their emotions and um, being okay if something doesn't work out or um and just being more open and honest with one another like if you go on a date with someone or a couple of dates and you you know you you get along in that um instead of ghosting someone say hey look I don't feel a romantic connection with you um so I'm gonna walk away from this or you know I'd like a friendship with you um I think that would improve a lot of people's uh, outlook on, on dating if, if everyone was more open and honest about even just that. Mm. Yeah. Do you think people could be a bit more um, open to people, I guess, hitting on them or flirting with them? Like, <clears throat> I sometimes feel like the only ways that women want to would want to meet me or or talk to me would be like, okay, let's match on a dating app and then we'll go from there sort of thing. Like I, I sort of, you know, if I'm trying to or want to talk to a a girl I see in, in public or doing an activity or something, I sort of feel like I might be a bit of a pest or a creep or unwelcome if I try to initiate something. Uh, Do you think culturally we're a bit um, standoffish? Yeah, definitely. Well, I think uh, males have definitely been perceived as um, sleazy and creepy when they do that, and and that is because of the sleazy, creepy males that they've ruined. You've ruined it yes. for everyone. <laughs> Any sleazy, creepy guys listening, you're ruining everything for me and and everyone else. Yeah, um, yeah. They basically have ruined things for a lot of males when it comes to uh, speaking to females out in public and at activities and, and whatnot. It's something where you've just got to recognise where whether a guy is actually being genuinely kind and, you know, interested in just wanting to say hello and get to know you or whether they, you know, are trying to get in your, in your pants. And I, for me, I there's a big difference um, when a male is being that way with the way that they hold themselves or the way that they speak to you and the things that they say. So I think it's for females, it's just being quite aware of um, recognising all those things in a male when they do approach you. But also, you know, with how uh, things are these days as well, who's to say that females can't go up to a male and do the same thing, you know, and go say hello to that guy if you think he's cute. Don't wait for him to come up to you because he might be shy. Um, so I think that's something that could 
would be a good thing to change. You're listening, ladies. Uh, if you do see me out there, uh, feel free to come up and say hello. I won't buy it. Um, yeah, I think that's so true. Um, I think uh, males do get a lot put on them. Um, you know, and there's a lot of females out, are out there that, oh, we should be equal and blah, blah, blah. And well, well, if you want to be equal, then, you know, you got to put in some effort too. Mm. <laughs> don't Don't expect the male to, you know, do everything and you know, be the first one to come up and say hi because, yeah, they could be shy or, you know, yeah, a male probably should pay for the first uh, date. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, pay for the second one. or Yeah, absolutely. I think oh, that's such a ingrained cultural thing. And I've, even even on, on the dating apps, you know, like you might get a match with a girl and, and just the nature of them, like you sort of know from talking to your female friends that... Um, they're just getting um, heaps and heaps and heaps of messages and stuff, and and you're just one amongst the sea of messages, and and so I'm there, you know, wondering why they haven't replied, and it's like, you know, how how do you stand out amongst that? Like, um, I feel like you shouldn't have to, you know dance like a monkey you know what I mean like in terms of just like being extra funny or whatever like you don't want to sort of um reduce your self-worth by like um putting them up on a pedestal yeah but they're sort of already on a pedestal because there's all this other competition um and all I can really think of is is just be sort of uh, myself be genuine you know ask thoughtful questions um yeah but the thing is yeah that's all you can do is just be yourself and don't try to be someone you're not just to get you know a girl's attention you know if if you're being yourself and you know you get that girl's attention from being yourself then that's what you want if you're Mm. not getting a girl's attention because you're you know because you are being yourself then that's not someone you want to date anyway yeah it makes it hard because uh, you know it being on the dating apps, it is hard and you are limited on um, who who you'll match up with or talk to and and all of that. But, yeah, at the end of the day, it's just you can't really be anybody else but yourself. I feel like you've had a pretty good hit rate with, like, seeing a girl in your day-to-day life and and sort of somehow getting into contact with them and... Can you tell me at about a time that that you've just sort of happened upon someone you've not you've not seen them on a dating app or Instagram and you've maybe struck up a conversation and gotten their details or and it's sort of gone well? Yeah, um, I'd probably say I've had three situations with that. Um, just be a regular at, at a cafe or you know wherever you want to get your food from. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I guess that's how, you know, obviously it started, just became regular. They, you know, recognized my face and say at the gym, I've made a lot of, uh, friends at the gym and that was just from saying hi and making a comment, you know, uh, like about their workout, you know, if they don't have headphones on and, you know, they look approachable, um, and then after, you know, some time you sort of figure out 
you know, their situation and whether they're single or which way they swing. (laughs) (laughs) How much they bench. (laughs) 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 All right. So just want to round off with might be a tricky question, but I might make a habit of asking it. So what's the best way to not die alone? Get a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Romantically, I said romantically alone. um, The best way to not die alone. I think you just need to learn to um, love yourself and, you know, be content with your own company more than anything that the love will come to you. Uh, Like it'll just come out of nowhere and... Because when you are, when you do love yourself and you are content with, with yourself, you, you just thrive on positivity and then you're putting that positivity out into the world that that's what you end up attracting. So however you're feeling is what you're going to attract. If you're feeling down in the dumps, you're going to attract people that are probably like-minded without even knowing that's what you're attracting. Or no one. <laughs> or no one at all. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I heard something recently on a another podcast. Um, you know, before you want to go and find someone that is right for you, uh, perhaps you need to be able to think that, you know, if, if you were cloned or something, if if you were like, if you found you're exact in like another person and the gender that you were attracted to and whatever else, mm-hmm. would you date that person? Yeah. And if not, perhaps you need to work on yourself first and, and be like, well, if I wouldn't date me, why should I expect anyone else to? Yeah, definitely. I, I 100% agree with that. And I think you people do definitely need to um, figure out who they are as a person and you know, their insecurities or the things that they like about themselves. And, yeah, just honestly love yourself first mm. before anything. Yeah, it's 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 easier said than done, I suppose. But, oh, um... yeah, it definitely is. Like I've um, – it's only this last year that probably really only the last six months that I have, you know, started – truly like loving myself and being okay with who I am as a person and and knowing that I'm not a bad person and I've always done things with the best intentions and what I felt was right at the time um you know and because I've had so many uh people walk out of love interests walk out of my life um realizing that it's not actually anything to do with me it's the fact that they weren't ready for someone like me and they have their own things going on um so i feel like this current relationship i'm 100 percent myself and i'm getting 100 percent back of that from this other person as well mm-hmm. and you know I, I would love to date someone that's like me and I feel like I have found that, so. Excellent. Yeah. Go you. <laughs> High five. <laughs> <laughs>
Cool. Well, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> um, there's show bags on the way out. Uh, <laughs> You're kicking me out, <laughs> Olivia. Oh, that was the uh, that's the next podcast. <laughs> uh, how to dump your housemate. <laughs> cool. Well, Sweet. have a good night. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs>